Hi, my name is Dr. Mark Alandari, and I'm an infectious diseases specialist in New Orleans. Hi, my name is Hope Hickerson, and I'm a health education specialist and reporter. This is the Noise Filter Podcast, where an infectious diseases physician... That's me, and a health education expert... That's me. Talk about what you need to know to keep yourself and your loved ones healthy. For more information about Noise Filter, your public health podcast, and to watch and share our incredible informative animations, please visit us at noisefiltershow.com. And if you like what you hear, don't forget to leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to us. So let's get started. Children should breastfeed longer. The American Academy of Pediatrics has recently updated their policy following the nationwide shortage of baby formula, recommending that mothers breastfeed for two years and beyond. The American Academy of Pediatrics policy also emphasizes that pediatricians should support mothers and encourage breastfeeding for this longer duration. I am still stunned at that. <laughs> With that recommendation, I'm sure it was made, you know, with studies and I am certain that there's good rationale, but wow, two years. But this policy aligns with the World Health Organization's recommendation, which also states that infants should be exclusively breastfed for six months, then continue for two years together with solid foods. Numerous studies display the benefits of breastfeeding for babies. For instance, it lowers respiratory tract infections, obesity, severe diarrhea, ear infections, and decreased risk of sudden infant death syndrome, also known as SIDS. Breast milk is anti-inflammatory, antimicrobial, and provides lots of protective effects while strengthening the immune system. Additional studies have shown that breastfeeding for about one to two years has a positive impact on maternal health, lowering maternal type 2 diabetes, high blood pressure, and breast cancer and ovarian cancer. So I guess that's new news for me. I did not realize that breastfeeding had such a protective effect on, on moms. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's why in other countries, you know, it's recommended three, five, up to seven years old for breastfeeding in really? other country. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not unheard of here in America. Yeah. But there's more and more moms. I'm in a lot. I was in a lot of breastfeeding groups um, after having my children and still am just to keep up. And a lot of women are opting to, you know, just let their baby lead the way. If the baby still wants to breastfeed at three. Okay. And America hasn't really hasn't taken off as quickly, but it's it's gaining strength, I would say. That's as, great. As more and more, yeah, I think that's awesome. Are, yep. Recognizing the benefits of it. So even though there are many benefits of breastfeeding, currently only about half of infants are breastfed for six months and only 35 percent are breastfed for a year, much lower than the new recommendations suggest is optimal. Many mothers find it challenging to breastfeed. The reasons are many and varied, but they typically fall into two categories, such as not having support at work, lack of prenatal leave, and the stigma of breastfeeding in public. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Some options that can help mothers overcome these obstacles are alternatives such as expressing breast milk, using donor milk, and as a last option, using baby formula. As much as possible, however, the AAP encourages women to make the effort to breastfeed as it provides immense overall health benefits to both mother and child. Additionally, breastfeeding provides cognitive benefits to the child. We need more support and awareness for mothers who want to breastfeed, especially those who choose to breastfeed well beyond those typical newborn months. 
You know, this is great. This this is great and all, but I need them to recognize that this this issue can cause a lot of stigma, shame, disappointment in a lot of women. That's actually Um, a good point. You're taking it from another perspective. That's really interesting, Hope. Until you just said it, I, I didn't see it. But yes, please. There's a lot of women that, for whatever reason, don't make enough milk. They, they just don't. Their bodies will not make enough milk. The baby, they can put the baby to breast. I'll do all the recommendations that they say. And they just cannot make enough milk to satisfy the baby. And there is shame in that as a woman when you when you cannot make enough milk for your baby. And then you have family and strangers on the Internet, because like I said, we there's a lot of breastfeeding groups and I'm still in quite a few. And my baby is four and I haven't breastfed for years. But there's a lot of shame mm. that gets attached to if a woman cannot breastfeed mm. her baby sufficiently or mm. chooses not to. Mm. There's also shame in a woman that says, I don't want to do this or I don't have the capacity to do this. There's a lot of shame in that as well. Mm-hmm. And so. These blanket recommendations, I understand the health benefits of them, but there's a lot of social stuff behind it as well that needs to be taken into account before making these blanket recommendations and policies, then further stigmatizing and making other moms feel bad. Yeah, it's such a great point. Hope I hadn't even thought about that. Um, thank you for clarifying that. Abortion bans can negatively affect public health. Shocked. Yeah. <laughs> In June, the United States Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade that federally protected abortion. Our podcast is recorded in Louisiana, where like many states in the South, many abortion procedures became illegal immediately following the new ruling. A decade-long study from the organization Advancing New Standards in Reproductive Health indicates that banning abortions could have dire public health outcomes. The study conducted at a University of California in San Francisco lasted 10 years and involved more than a thousand women. The researchers aimed to determine the health and social economic outcomes of getting an abortion compared to the outcomes of carrying an unwanted pregnancy to term. The results of the study are stark. Being denied an abortion resulted uniformly in worse financial health and family outcomes, which, by the way, is exactly why they overturned Roe v. Wade. I'm going to say that again. The results were worse financial health and family outcomes. They don't want us being better. They want to harm and maim us. So while being allowed, an abortion resulted in healthier outcomes. Denying a pregnant person an abortion created an increase in household poverty for at least four years. Mm. Ding, 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 Mm. ding. And women who weren't able to get an abortion were more likely to remain in abusive relationships. Now, let's be very clear. Lawmakers see these studies. Mm -hmm. They know they still do this intentionally. Women who were turned away when they saw an abortion also had more severe health outcomes after giving birth, like postpartum hemorrhage and eclampsia. The study also worked to disprove many misconceptions about abortion. Women who were able to get an abortion weren't more likely to experience depression and anxiety after the abortion. In fact, 95% of women who were able to get abortions reported that it was the right decision five years later. 
The Turnaway study is the most comprehensive study that demonstrates what most research has indicated for decades. Abortions do not harm the health and well-being of women and is essential to public health and specifically to the health of people who can have babies. Mm-hmm. Let's be very clear. Their intention was never pro-life. Mm-hmm. Their intention has always been pro-maim, pro-harm, mm-hmm. and pro-cause as much pain as possible mm-hmm. to American women, to people who can have babies, and ultimately to American families. Because if people are suffering, they are not going to be standing up against the status quo. They are going to be struggling. If you're suffering, you're not on the streets protesting. Mm-hmm. You're working multiple jobs at 7.25 an hour. I mean, this is the sort of stuff that's happening, and it's shameful, it's shameful, it's shameful. Embarrassing. Thanks for listening to Noise Filter, your public health podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the Noise Filter podcast, follow us on social media, and leave us a review letting us know your favorite part of the show. You can find me, Hope Hickerson, at hopehickerson.com. And you can find me at Dr. Mark Allen Derry or at the Dr. Derry. That's D R D E R Y. To see and share our amazing animations and find out more information about us, the show, as well as links to our social media, go to noisefiltershow.com. We are grateful to our sponsors, including Access Health Louisiana and the End the Epidemic Initiative, who are working to bring equitable health outcomes to everyone they serve. Hope, any last words? Stay well out there, folks, and continue taking steps to keep yourself and your loved ones healthy. That includes exercise, a good diet, getting adequate sleep, and seeing your healthcare providers regularly. And protect yourself and others by getting the COVID-19 vaccine and booster, wearing a mask, and social distancing wherever possible. Remember, health is a human right. <laughs> <laughs>